0: Hello, friend. I am so glad that you have joined me for another week of The Joe McGarry Show. This is episode two. I had such a great response to last week's episode, and I am so thankful for you. Whether you've listened to many of my podcasts or if this is your first time listening to me, I want to say thank you for joining me today. I know it's only going to get better from here. This week, I want to talk about trust. Trust is an important thing. Trusting others is an important thing in our lives. We build relationships with one another, and having that trust, that intimacy between two people is critically important for us in our development and our feelings of self-worth. But what is also important... Is trusting ourselves. The people that we trust are typically the most important people in our lives, and we should have the same kind of trust in ourselves as well. You see, when we trust other people, we open ourselves up to new opportunities, new experiences, new connections. Trusting others allows us to form deep and meaningful relationships both personal and professional. It enables us to collaborate with others and to delegate tasks which can help us achieve our goals more efficiently and effectively. But despite its importance, we need to trust ourselves. Self-trust is not always easy. Many of us struggle to trust ourselves due to any number of experiences we have had in our past or experiences that we are having right now. There may have been someone in your past that you put trust in, and they violated that trust, and that not only affected the way you trust other people, but maybe you started to lose confidence in your ability to determine whether someone is trustworthy or not that can continue to stay with us for a very long time. These past experiences may have caused us to doubt our abilities, or we have received negative messages from others that have made us question our own instincts. We have our own self-criticism and this sense of being perfect all the time which makes us, it difficult for us to trust ourselves. I've experienced this a number of times myself, and not, not trusting in my abilities or my capabilities. You see, when I was in college, I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I thought I did. I started out as a music education major. And I was so happy with that. I was doing the things that I loved. I was playing my tuba, which was my major instrument, all the time. I was taking music theory classes. I was taking piano classes and voice lessons. And I was just so happy. But the further I got into it, it became a grind. And it wasn't something that I was capable of continuing. So then I jumped around to different majors. I jumped from music education to elementary education, did that for a while. Then I did uh, social work and did that for a while. And then I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to major in or even what I wanted to do with my life, so I dropped out of college. I did not trust my abilities to continue to further my studies. I wasn't doing very well in college because I was so lost and depressed at the time. So I took some time off of school, and I started to find my groove, and eventually I finished my degree. You see, I was working at Camp Calumet in New Hampshire, a camp that I loved going to growing up. I was a staff person in the summertime, and and then I, when I dropped out of college, I actually worked at Camp Calumet year-round for a few years, and, and I loved spending time with people and talking about their faith and and telling my faith story and just listening and seeing the effect that people had when they truly connected to their faith. So after a few years of working at Camp Calumet, I knew that I wanted to go into ministry work, but I didn't know what kind of ministry work. I loved doing outdoor ministry, and I knew there was tons of things that I could do But a lot of things that I thought about doing, including being a pastor, meant that I had to go to seminary. And those experiences that I had in the past of not trusting myself, those experiences that I had, the the issues that I had in, in college, started to creep back in. If I barely... Was able to finish my college degree. How in the world was I going to finish a seminary degree, a master's degree? I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew that I had to do it. I had to give it a chance. Because if I wasn't going to do it, I was going to regret it for the rest of my life. I was scared. I took one step at a time, I applied, I got accepted, and then I had to leave my job. At that point, I was married with a six-month-old child, and I was a youth director at a church, and I loved my job, I loved the place that I worked at, but I had to leave. And I was going to move my family to Philadelphia, and I was scared and worried and did not trust myself to actually finish my master's degree. And I knew if I was to drop out, I had no prospects for the future. But as it turned out, I loved diving into the thoughts about religion and faith and what it meant to be a pastor in this world. There were some harder subjects like the ancient languages, and I was able to to pass those and And I worked really hard to to do that, but it was a difficult time, but it also came naturally. My favorite subject was pastoral care, and that has stayed with me through my entire career. And I've used the lessons in pastoral care and have translated those into my coaching practice. But I hesitated going to seminary because I didn't trust myself." That's what happens when we don't trust ourselves. We hesitate to make decisions or to take risks. And this can hold us back both personally and professionally. This can lead to feelings of insecurity, of self-doubt, of lack of confidence. So why is it so common for us not to trust ourselves? Well, the answer is complex, and it can vary from person to person, but it's important to recognize that a common issue is that self-reflection, support from others, is not always there. We, we don't have this innate self-reflection practice of taking the time and evaluating what is going on in our lives, how we are feeling about certain things. There are times when we don't have support from others. Someone may tell us right out to us, you're not good enough to go to college or go to seminary. That was not my case. I had lots of support, which made it a little easier. But there are times when we don't have that support. And then we build this wall between us and other people. We to us and our dreams, and sometimes it's hard to break through that wall. But as we build our self-trust, we can lead a more fulfilling life. You know, this is something that a lot of people experience, and they find it difficult to move on, so don't worry if you are experiencing this. But if you want to overcome this issue, this problem, there are certain aspects that I think you need to remember and to put into practice. The first aspect is to have faith in your accomplishments. If you pass off your accomplishments as not being that important when you need to rely on them, they won't be there for you. This is what I had to do to continue to move forward in my studies. I had to remember that I had to put hard work in, into my studies in order to pass a class, and I remembered. Well, last semester I did this, and last semester I did this work. And look at the results. I got an A in this class. I got a B plus in this class. I, I didn't do so well here, but I passed. I remembered my accomplishments, and I was able to move forward. It, it sometimes takes us a little longer. And we have to put in some extra effort, but in the end, it turns out great. And knowing that I was able to do it made me a better person and a better pastor. You also need to trust your instincts. You won't always be right, but you will be right more often than not. An instinct is something that you feel strongly about, and it doesn't come only from our experiences. It comes from something internal that we really can't fully explain. It's that inner voice telling you what to do. Now, part of the inner voice, the part that we are going to not focus on is that negative voice that tells us you are not good enough, you are not smart enough, you are not pretty enough to live the life that you want to live. That inner voice, that negative inner voice, tells us to go out and to try to be someone else, to go out and buy the latest gadget so your inner voice can be drowned out. But we want to listen to that instinct, that inner voice, which is positive. It can lead you to make right decisions. Discerning between your negative voice and your instinct is important for your future success. You need to hear what it is saying to you. You need to listen. And it's not always perfect. How many times have you said to yourself that you should have listened to your instincts instead of following what maybe what your head told you to do? So thinking about your instincts and how they can benefit you when it comes to self-trust. Also building that support around you to rely on other people if you open yourself up to letting others into your life, you will find that you will become a more trusting person. Whether you like it or not, you need other people. You can't know everything that there is to know about every subject, right? So you use the strengths of others to supplement what you want to know. It will take the burden away from you to do everything yourself. It will help you open the possibilities to put trust in yourself. I have relied on this throughout my entire life, right? I have continued to build this support network that is around me. Growing up, I would put my trust in my parents. They were the ones to help me figure out this thing called life. I relied on them for advice. I relied on them for comfort. I relied on them for so many things. And as I got older, I continued to rely on my parents, but I started to build that network of people. There were certain teachers that I started to trust, started to listen to, spent a little more time with. I connected with those teachers throughout high school and college. They were the ones that I depended upon. I also had my friends throughout my entire life. They were important for me and offered me support in every area of my life. And as I got older and started to be more independent, I relied on therapists and colleagues and mentors. I rely on my spouse and coaches. I have always sought out someone that I can put my trust in to help me discern what is happening around me. What is the next best step for me to take? These individuals help me filter out negative information, and they have helped me trust my instincts. The problem is that you get so bombarded with messages throughout your life; it, it occurs every day in the news, at work, and in many cases, your home. And you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to trust. So then you can go to your network, and you say, "Hey, I heard this. What do you think?" I start to feel this way. Help me figure that out. I have this problem that I'm trying to solve. Ask me powerful questions and lead me and guide me into figuring out what are my next best steps. Finding that circle of trust is important. And to also avoid those negative people because they will always bring you down see, trusting yourself requires a leap of faith. And you need to take some chances. While you want to be smart regarding the risks of your choices, you don't want to overanalyze every decision you make. Because if you do, you will never make any decisions, and you will not reach your goals. You will not have very many accomplishments, and you will not feel like you were able to move forward in your life, personally or professionally. It's true, not everything is going to work out the way you want it to work out, but you will never know unless you try. The good news is that when you are ready to try, many of your decisions will work for you as long as you have a network, as long as you trust your instincts. You see, making decisions takes confidence you cannot develop any trust without confidence. Feeling secure in your abilities and to be strong in your convictions takes time. But know when you are wrong or when you are right. Developing confidence can seem scary at first. However, it's not as difficult as you think. No one is born with confidence. It is something people learn and develop during their lives. Take steps in developing your confidence, and that will only help you trust yourself. You see, fear is the biggest detractor from confidence. When you give in to your fears, you will diminish the chances of building up your confidence. That is something that deepens if you don't handle it quickly. You need to face your fears head on. And that was One of the things that I was dealing with, right, when I was deciding whether I was going to go to seminary or not, I was afraid. I was afraid that I was going to fail. I was afraid that I was going to take a risk and it was going to turn out so poorly. I was afraid that I wasn't smart enough to go to seminary. I was afraid that I wasn't able to accomplish this master's degree. But I did not let fear stop me. Now, that doesn't mean you should throw caution to the wind and be reckless. You should take chances, but only if they won't put your life or others' lives in danger. Like You wouldn't jump out of a plane without a parachute, but don't make frivolous decisions either. Confidence is about knowing the difference. You see, a number of years ago, a friend called me up and said we should go for a hike. Now, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I was in Boy Scouts growing up, and I loved to hike. He was in Boy Scouts as well, and we are both Eagle Scouts. You know, I love to go out and to camp in the outdoors, and that love has never gone away. But also, as I got older and didn't hike as much anymore, my abilities weren't as strong as they were when I was a teenager. I did not have the confidence that I could physically hike up a mountain. And I told him, I said, I would love to take a hike, but I'm not sure I'm going to make it. He's like, Joe, I know we are going to make it. I believe that we are going to be able to do this. I trust you. And him putting that trust in me, it just, did something inside of me and said, okay, if you believe in me, then I am going to believe in myself. And we went. I was hiking with him, and we both had our sons with us, and we hiked, and we hiked. And there were times during the hike when I didn't think I was going to be able to go on. I, I looked at him, I said, I think it's quicker if we just go back down the mountain right now instead of going up, because it looks like it's going to get steeper here, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. He said, no, Joe, you got this. You can do this. He knew that I wanted to quit, but he pushed me. He had confidence in me when I could not have confidence in myself. We all need friends like that. We took it one step at a time, we stopped when we needed to stop. We drank water when we needed to drink water, and we made it to the top. And it felt so good. I was proud in myself. I was proud of my son. He, we were all proud in each other that we were able to make it up this mountain. So start out with those small tasks, those tasks that you've been afraid to try in the past. Take one step at a time. Stop when you need to stop. Drink water when you need to drink water. And most outcomes will turn out better than you could imagine. Surround yourself with positive people that believe in you and will celebrate with you when you achieve success. This, my friend, will help you build your confidence in ways that you've never seen before. But confidence is not just about having all the answers or doing all the right things at all the right time. Even if you do have confidence, fear will win from time to time. But it's about knowing where to find the answers and who to rely on with the knowledge that you need. It's also about pulling the trigger when you've gathered enough information and be okay whatever the outcome is going to be even if I wasn't able to hike up that mountain that day, I knew that I went out and I tried, and I was happy with that. Confidence is about taking responsibility for your decisions and actions. If you believe, truly believe in what you are doing, you can show that belief to others. And this belief will help you gain the confidence that you need to do with great things. Last year, I have struggled with this. I have not had confidence in myself to achieve some of the things that I've been working on. I've been afraid to put myself out there because I was worried about people's reactions. I love doing this coaching thing, but I've realized I haven't talked about it enough to let people know what I'm doing and why I am doing it. But as I start to put myself out there, as I talk more and more about what I want to do and what I want to achieve, and I see the support that I have received, I know that I will be successful in what I'm trying to do. This has helped my confidence and my ability to trust in myself. You see, when you increase your confidence, you will automatically increase the trusting of yourself. And then, my friend, you can accomplish more than you've ever imagined. Now, I want to give you some practical tips that you can use today to gain confidence in yourself and to help build the trust you need to achieve the life you want. The first practical tip is to keep your promises to yourself. If you make a commitment to yourself, it's important to keep it. This will help you build your self-trust and to establish a pattern of following through on your commitments. When you keep your promises to yourself, you will build confidence in knowing that you are able to follow through on what you say you're going to follow through on. It can be easy to let yourself off the hook to do something you know you should be doing, but suddenly decide that you don't want to do it anymore. When this happens, it can only lead to negative emotions. If you can't keep your promises to yourself, how can you keep promises to other people? One of the promises that I keep to myself on a daily basis is to close the rings on my Apple Watch. It is keeping track of the amount of exercise I do, the calories I burn, and ensuring that I am standing at least once every hour. I have goals that I want to achieve. The other night, I did not want to exercise. I put it off all day, and after a night meeting, I got home, and I did not want to go for a walk but I have that circle of trust. I have people in my life that I can depend on to help keep me going. So I reached out to support, and I realized that I made a promise to myself, and I was going to uphold that promise. So I sucked it up, and I went out there, and it was like 9 o'clock at night, and I went for a 30-minute walk, and it felt good. and I lived up to that promise to myself. The second practical tip is self-reflection. Take time to reflect on your thoughts and actions. And this can help you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and to build trust in your own decision-making process. The best way to do this, in my opinion, is through journaling. Now, I've kept a number of journals over the years, some written on paper, some written digitally, some are audio reflections. However, if you want to do it, then do it. When you are able to effectively reflect on what you do, what you think, and how you're going to go about living your life, then you start to see patterns around you, and that builds trust within yourself. Journal every day. I've made this a commitment to 2023 is to take time to journal every single day. The third practical tip, and I've mentioned this already, but surround yourself with positive influences. The people that you surround yourself with can have a significant impact on your self-trust. Surrounding yourself with positive, supportive individuals can help you Build confidence in yourself and to trust your own instincts. I I surround myself with good people. I liken it to a bus of support. When I think about who is on my bus, what are they doing there, and how are they going to support me? This helps me see fully who I can count on in times of need. There's a famous quote by Jim Rohn that says, you are the makeup the five people that you spend the most time with. You are the makeup of the five people you spend the most time with. So take a look at your life and think about who are you spending time with? Who are you devoting yourself to? And that is not only people in person, but also what are the podcasts that you are listening to? What is the music that you are listening to? What TV shows are you watching? All of this has an influence on us in a variety of ways. Trust is such an essential part of our lives, and it is what allows us to build meaningful relationships with others, but also ourselves. By following these three practical tips, you can start to build trust in yourself and lead a more fulfilling life. If you are looking to grow in this area of your life, I would love to be on your bus of support. You can sign up for one-on-one coaching. I have a special offer for all of my podcast listeners. So go to EmmausCoaching.com slash podcast and you can learn more about how to work with me. And go to TheJoeMcGarryShow.com to see the show notes of this episode. You can find that link to work with me, and other links that can help you out to build trust with yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I can't wait to bring you another episode next week. Until then, have a great week and be blessed.